Take your Bibles this morning, please, and turn to the 112th Psalm. Psalm 112. I love the Psalms. I love their majesty. I love their beauty. I love their honesty. I love to read them because the psalmist loved to work with words. Words picture that describe the wonder of our God. Words that pictured our relationship with God and our responsibility to God. Now, as I read the Psalms, I discover just a number of very special features about the Psalms. Did you know that there are seven Psalms that are acrostics? Psalm 25, Psalm 34, Psalm 37, Psalm 111, 119, and 145. And the Psalm that we're going to look at today, Psalm 112. You can also find acrostics in Lamentations in the first four chapters. And even in Proverbs chapter 31, the description of the virtuous woman is also an acrostic. I do love the Psalms. Here in Psalm 112, we find the secrets of a blessed man. And I'm going to ask him, Hannah Paternoster to read this psalm for us. Hannah? Psalm 112. Hallelujah. Happy is the person who fears the Lord, taking great delight in his commands. His ascendants will be powerful in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches are in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. Light shines in the darkness for the upright. He is gracious, compassionate, and righteous. Good will come to the one who lends generously and conducts his business fairly. He will never be shaken. The righteous one will be remembered forever. He will not fear bad news. His heart is confident, trusting in the Lord. His heart is assured. He will not fear. In the end, he will look in triumph on his foes. He distributes freely to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. His horn will be exalted in honor. The wicked one will see it and be angry. He will gnash his teeth in despair. The desire of the wicked leads to ruin. Happy Father's Day from Texas. I trust that as Hannah read that psalm for you, that you were encouraged as the writer took us through the wonder of a relationship with, with God. This morning I want to share with you 10 principles of a truly blessed man. First one, praise the Lord. What a great place to start. Praise the Lord, blessed is the man who fears the Lord who greatly delights in his commandments. A blessed man is blessed by, excited about God's word. And the psalmist begins with a truth that is so, so important. He is blessed because he fears the Lord. No matter where we are, no matter what's going on in our lives, we need to make sure that first things are indeed first. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And if you look at the last verse of the 111th Psalm, you discover the same thing. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All those who practice it have a good understanding. His praise endures forever. May I ask you a question? What are the first things in your life? What do you understand as your first responsibility? 
How do you figure out the priorities of life? You know, when you fear the Lord, you need not fear anything else. But not only does this blessed man fear the Lord, the text says he greatly delights in his commandments. Not only does this blessed man know the commandments of the Lord, not only does he strive to observe them, he rejoices in them. He treasures them. They have become a real blessing to his life. You know, cheerful obedience is the only acceptable kind of obedience. Our kids many times will sing, obedience is the, the very best way to show that you believe. Doing exactly what the word commands, doing it happily. Action is the key. Do it immediately and joy you will receive. Obedience is the very best way to show that we believe. John writes in 1 John chapter 5, For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome, but they are a pleasure to us. I love what the psalmist says in Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in this law he meditates day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth its fruit in its season. Its leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does will prosper. The ungodly, oh, the ungodly are not so, but are like the, the chaff that the wind drives away. Blessed is the man who delights in the commandments of God. But not only does this blessed man delight in the commandments of God, he also has a legacy of uprightness. Verse 2. His offspring will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. His offspring, his children will be mighty in the land. And the generation is going to be blessed. You know, as parents, we want our kids and our grandkids to to have it better. But the real goal that we should have in our lives is that our, our kids and grandkids and their kids will be a blessed generation. Proverbs tells us in Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6, a principle that helps us with this understanding. There we read, train up a child in the way in which he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. In the 1970s, there were two men, Jonathan Edwards and Max Jukes. Several sociological studies have been done contrasting their lives. And YWAM, Youth with a Vision, gives us these observations. Now, Jonathan Edwards was a Puritan preacher. He was one of the most respected preachers in his day. 
He attended Yale at the age of 13 and later became the president of Princeton College. He married his wife, Sarah, in 1727, and they were blessed with 11 children. Every night when Mr. Edwards was home, he would spend an hour conversing with his family and then praying a blessing over each child. His legacy includes 13 college presidents, 65 college professors, 75 military officers, 8 public servants, 60 authors, 60 doctors, 30 judges, 100 pastors, 100 lawyers, 3 U.S. senators, and a vice president. Yes, his legacy was blessed. The Jukes family was a different kind of family. They were from New York, and they were known as a Hill family. According to public records, Max Jukes lived much as the backwoodsman upon the frontiers. He is described as a, a hunter and a fisher, a hard drinker, jolly and companionable, but he was averse to steady toil, working hard for spurts and then idly becoming blind at an old age. Now his legacy came to people's attention when the family tree of 42 different men in the New York prison system were traced back to him. And what do we find? We find that 310 of his offsprings died as paupers. 150 were criminals. Seven were murderers. 100 plus were drunks. And 190 were prostitutes. These contrasting legacies provide an example of what some would call a five-generational rule. That is, how a parent raises their child, the love they give, the values they teach, the emotional environment they offer, the education they provide. That all influences not only their children, but for four generations to follow, either for good or for evil. The life that you live now will determine the legacy that you leave. Now, if you find yourself in a downward spin, don't despair. What you need to do is think about your legacy and break the cycle. Stop it right now. Realize that the blessed man is one who fears the Lord, who delights in his commandments, and passes that attitude on to his children and their children. Galatians chapter 6 tells us, Do not be conceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. And let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 says, Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. I believe there's a principle, a principle that comes from 1 Timothy chapter 4. There Paul wrote to Timothy as a young pastor. And he said, be an example to the believers. 
Be an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. You see, many times what we do speaks so loud that our family and those around us cannot hear what we say. As a blessed man, as a blessed child of God, we need to live our lives not in a manner that would be do as I say, not as I do. But we need to live our lives in a manner that reflects the truth of God's word. As doers of the word and not hearers only. Because James says when we are hearers only, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Yes, the blessed man is blessed because he leaves a legacy of uprightness. He's also blessed because his estate is managed well. In verse 3 we read, Wealth and riches are in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. The psalmist says, wealth and riches. The truth is, often when gold comes in, godliness goes out. Perhaps you have seen the bumper sticker that says, he who dies with the most toys wins. I would tell you that he who dies with the most toys is still dead. Solomon, in the book of Ecclesiastes, examined his life. And he recognized all the blessings and benefits that God had given to him. But in Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verse 11, we read these words. Yet when I surveyed all that my hands had done, and what I had toiled to achieve, everything was meaningless, a chasing after the wind. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, no man can serve two masters. Either he will love the one and hate the other. Either he will cling to the one and despise the other. You can't serve God and money. You know, if we're faithful to God, God will be faithful to us. And to understand that concept, all we have to do is read the parable of the talents found in Matthew chapter 25. There is, the master came back and evaluated what his servants had done with that which they had been given. The servant who had doubled their talents received a well done thou faithful and good servant but they received that well done as the master said this to them you have been faithful over little i will set you over much you see the greatest treasure that you will ever have is your family you need to teach them what is important in life. Now here the psalmist is not necessarily talking about monetary gain. But he's talking about what really matters because he says righteousness endures forever. 
our character, our true colors, what really matters in our life, our relationship with God, is what really lasts. You see, we need to recognize that we are responsible to manage our estate well and that it is righteousness, right living before God that will endure forever. A blessed man sees beyond the problems and endures in righteousness. Verse 4 says, Light dawns in the darkness for the upright. He is gracious, merciful, and righteous. You know, life, as well as our world, is always darkest before the dawn. And many times we wonder, how am I going to get over? How am I going to get through? How am I going to deal with? May I share with you that bad news does not discount God's work of grace in our lives? Say it with me, will you please? God is good all the time. And all the time, our God is good. And the blessed individual, recognizing that the sun will come up because of God's faithfulness, and His grace and His mercy and His righteousness will be evidenced in our lives. The psalmist in Psalm 27 writes, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The writer of Hebrews tells us, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. You see, success in life is not not having problems. Success in life is biblically handling the problems that we have. We need to recognize that God has a plan. A plan to challenge us, to change us, to conform us as Christ-like disciples into the character of His Son. See, the truth is, the blessed individual sees beyond the problems and recognizes the grace and mercy and righteousness of our God. The blessed individual is steady and established in integrity. Verse 5 reads, It is well with the man who deals generously and lends, who conducts his affairs with justice. Generous, gracious, giving should evidence our lives. And our reflection of what God has done for us should be evidenced in our relationship with those around us. In Luke chapter 6, Jesus reminds us to love our enemies. He reminds us to give to others. He tells us not to judge. And he challenges us to forgive and to be forgiven. And then he says in verse 38, these words. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, 
will it be put in your lap. For with the measure you use it, it will be measured back to you. Now, this is not health and wealth theology. But this is a challenge to our lives, reminding us that as we give, we will be given. What do you have to give? Do you have some time? Do you have some talent? Do you have a testimony? Can you live your life out in truth? Do you conduct your affairs with justice, with integrity? You see, as we recognize what God is doing in our lives, we need to be steady. We need to be established. And we need to live out the generous graciousness of our Heavenly Father. The blessed man is a man who enjoys everlasting remembrance. Verse 6, For the righteous will never be moved. He will be remembered forever. You know that righteousness will never go out of style? And you can always count on godliness to lead you as you take the next right step. Paul wrote to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 4, while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. Righteousness, righteous living is worth remembering. And the blessed man will be dependent upon God as he escapes evil. Verse 7, he is not afraid of bad news. His heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. I like that. The blessed man is not afraid of bad news. Why? Because he recognizes that his God has it all under control. And his faith in the faithfulness of God has given him a firm foundation. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 reminds us, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Sometimes we get bad news. Bad news that we do not understand. And we wonder why. And when that happens, we need to trust in the Lord. We need to acknowledge Him in all of our ways and see what God is going to do. Because our heart is firm in the faithfulness of an almighty, sovereign God. Yes, we will be blessed as we live out our lives with everlasting remembrance of the faithfulness of God. Yes, this is the blessed of a blessed man. But there are three more principles that I want to share with you this morning. The blessed man 
maintains his heart. Verse 8, his heart is steady. He will not be afraid until he looks in triumph on his adversaries. Proverbs chapter 3 says, My son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commandments. In chapter 4, Solomon writes, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. The blessed man has a steady heart. And because his heart is steadfast in the wonder of his God, he's not afraid because he recognizes that he will ultimately triumph on his enemies. The blessed man gives attention to others. Verse 9, he has distributed freely. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. His horn is exalted in honor. Selfishness has no place in the life of a blessed man. Paul, in writing to the Ephesian elders and ministers, talked to them about his ministry. He reminded them that he never came to them expecting anything. And then he reminded them of the words of Jesus. Where Jesus said it's more blessed to give than to receive. As you study the life of the Lord Jesus Christ, you discover a model of servant leadership the bible says that the son of man came not to be ministered unto but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many some weeks ago as i was in the office i got out the broom and started to clean up an area that just needed a little attention one of our men was in the office and he said to me pastor tom does that come under all other assigned duties i smiled at him and said no i don't think so it's just that if jesus could wash the feet of his disciples i can sweep up a small area in our church jesus said in matthew chapter 9 if anyone would be first, he must be the last of all and servant of all. And then he brought a small child to himself and says, whoever receives one such small child in my name exhibits who I am. Now the psalmist here in verse 9 says, his horn is exalted in honor. What does that mean? Horn here has the idea of reputation, character, a standing in the community. And as we give attentions to others and minister to them, the Bible says that our reputation and our character and our standard in the community 
will be seen not only by God, but will be seen by those who are around us. Lastly, the blessed man knows what is important. Verse 10 says, the wicked man sees it. All of these qualities that we have worked through this morning, all of the blessings that the man of God exhibits, all of the faithfulness of God in his life, the wicked man sees all of that and is angry. He gnashes his teeth and melts away. The desire of the wicked will perish. There's a great contrast between the wicked man and the blessed man. Wicked men are envious and miserable. The happiness of the saints is the envy of the wicked. And that envy is rottenness to their bones. I like the way one translation reads the middle part of this verse, translates the middle part of this verse. There I read, they will gnash their teeth in fury. They will become unhinged and evaporate. The last verse in Psalm 1 says, For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Titus reminds us that we who know God are to have a sound speech. Sound speech that cannot be condemned. Why? That he who is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of us. We are to know what is important as we live out our lives. Second Peter chapter 2 says, The Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptation and to reserve the unjust under punishment for the day of judgment. Happy Father's Day. I trust that if we have worked our way through the 112th Psalm, you've been encouraged. And you have recognized the secrets of a blessed man, of a blessed woman, as a blessed child of God. May I remind you of what we read in verse 1? Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man, is the individual who fears the Lord who greatly delights in his commandments. On this, this Father's Day 2020, may our wonderful God not only bless us as we live according to his truth, but may he find us faithful in that blessing.